Media family, Vladimir Proknevsky here, and welcome to episode number 24 of the Ukromedia podcast, where I serve our Ukromedia family with weekly interviews from highly creative people. Today's guest is Senkathya Yathi. He's a very talented motion graphics artist at Riot Games, working on publishing for a very popular game called League of Legends. Senkat, welcome to the show. Feel free to fill in the gaps from the intro and tell us a little about your personal life. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, you covered a lot of it. I'm just a 29-year-old motion designer. I'm living in Los Angeles. I've yeah, worked at lots of different like kind of ad agencies and stuff before uh, landing at Riot Games. So that's where I'm at now. Yeah, so I'm just kind of having a good time living in LA, enjoying the sun, uh, riding my bike, playing video games <laughs> indoors sometimes. Yeah. Sounds good. Listen, we have so much in common, man. I was just looking at your bio and we both lived in Ohio. We both kind of have like immigrant roots. And, uh, you know, yeah, you, totally. you moved to Los Angeles, so you went out west. I moved to the south, Charlotte, North Carolina, which seems like everyone from Ohio moves to Charlotte because every time I drive on the road, I always see cars with Ohio State stickers and all that good stuff. <laughs> now, but there's one thing both of us kept, which is I, th- I find that interesting because I've noticed that your phone number starts with 614 area code. Now, it's interesting because I haven't changed mine either. Like it took me two years to change my license plate, but I kept my cell phone number. Is there a reason why you kept yours? I don't think there's a reason other than convenience. I guess I didn't really think about it, but I do kind of like it and I kind of have it around. And it actually also took me like a couple of years to change my Ohio plates as well when I first moved out here. <laughs> Dude, I was procrastinating because yeah. here, here in North Carolina, man, it, it's the price is like five times of what it was in Ohio to renew the license plate. So I, I was trying to go for as long as I could. Now, speaking of Ohio, do you have any family in Ohio? Yeah, my uh, parents still live up, up there. So my mom and dad. And then uh, I have a brother as well, but he uh, moved to Texas. So he's in Houston now. Wow. You guys are moving all over the country. You pretty much get the whole country covered <laughs> between Texas, Los Angeles, and Ohio. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> we're pretty spread out right now. So we're trying to maybe, yeah, reconsolidate sometime. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Well, same thing. My whole family is all over the place, but my parents are in Ohio, in Columbus. So, we, so there's something else we have in common. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now let's start from the very beginning. Now, I'd love to hear how you got into motion graphics and gaming and music and all that stuff, man. W- walk me through that. Yeah, I guess like, I mean, you know, if you want to start from the the very beginning, like when I was a kid and stuff, I mean, in elementary school, I was, you know, I loved like cartoons and stuff like everyone else in the world. But yeah, I liked kind of drawing and like me and my friends would like draw comics and stuff. And and then like by the time I was in middle school, my older brother was kind of like computer techie kind of guy. So he kind of introduced me to like Photoshop and just things like that. And actually me and my friend even would make animations in PowerPoint, actually. Because back, back in the day, like, you know, when... Uh, computers are slower when you were made a PowerPoint animation. And if you set the slide timer to zero and t- tell it to kind of automatically go to the next slide, you could basically make like a flipbook animation and it would just basically try to like run through it as fast as it could. So you could kind of make like kind of flipbook animations on that. So we would even sort of animate using PowerPoint back in the day, which is kind of funny, but um, that is funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, by the time I hit high school, like I kind of got into this like multimedia class and me and my friends are making like home movies and stuff. So that kind of got me into the world of like messing with, you know, Flash and uh, Photoshop, like a tiny bit of After Effects, although I barely used it in high school. And yeah, just doing video stuff. So it kind of just got me into that whole general kind of category, I guess. But it's funny because I didn't even know what motion graphics was really until like over a year into college, <laughs> sadly. So um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Now you said your brother showed you or kind of introduced you to this stuff. Is he in the same field as you? Oh, no. So it's funny. He's actually like an engineer. So he like did electrical engineering actually at OSU. 
and then mechanical engineering Texas later. And he actually works for worked for NASA for like ten years and like was making like wow. this crazy like you know humanoid robot that like went to the International Space Station and all this stuff. So you know I was in high school when he was doing that stuff, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm never going to top that. <laughs> so yeah, wow. so I ended up going the creative route actually, and uh, yeah. Now out of curiosity, because I'm I'm from Columbus, my wife is from Columbus, and I lived there for I think for like nine years. What high school did you go to in Columbus? <laughs> so I went to Thomas Worthington. So it's kind of like up oh, nice. uh, just below the the 270, kind of the north side. Gotcha. So and then you decided to go to college, and you didn't go to Ohio State. You went to uh, college in Cincinnati, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel like almost all my friends went to OSU, but me. So that was kind of sad leaving them uh, to go down there. But yeah, it wasn't too far. But um, it, yeah, it was a good time going down there. Like I, I actually kind of stumbled into that program because um, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do after you know high school. I, I kind of like figured, okay, I can do this kind of visual stuff a little bit. So I guess I should try to <laughs> do something in that field. And I only applied to like three colleges, which is like a terrible idea. If anyone's out there in high school, like applied away more than that. I, I was really dumb. But one of the things I got accepted to was you know UC. So I kind of went down there and kind of checked out the program, which is called digital design at the time. And yeah, I kind of got a look at it and it seemed like it was this kind of mashup of like all these different kind of visual things. So I was like, well, you know, I'm not totally sure what I want to do exactly. So this seems like a good place to start. So I kind of uh, went into that program because it seemed like it had a little bit of, you know, design, a little bit of you know programming stuff, a little bit of animation. So it seemed like a good place to kind of get my start. Now, it's interesting. I'm looking at your resume and you know, I always say, if you're going to go to college, you got to take advantage of internships, take as many as you can. And I've never heard of anyone having, I, th- I'm, I counted earlier, I think it was like five or six internships that you've taken over your your college career, I'm assuming. And some of them are pretty, pretty big companies like P&G, College of Nursing for UC, College of Nursing, and you know, anywhere from San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Cincinnati. So you've been very busy with internships. How did internships help you in your career? Yeah, so they were absolutely massive. And I somehow managed to not mentioned this, but the best, by far the best thing about UC's program is that you have to do six internships to graduate even. So it's actually like part wow. of the curriculum. So after, I think after the first summer, I basically didn't have any more summers off for the next like four years out of the five-year program. Because basically you just would go to school for three months and then go on an internship for three months, wherever that is. And then you'd go back to school and you'd alternate like that for like basically four years straight. So that, that's the reason why I have so many. It's kind of just yeah, part of what I had to do. But yeah, yeah, they're super, super valuable. Because um, like I said, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. But you know, when I first you know, went to college and all that stuff, and that really helped me figure it out. Because when you're doing internships, you know, A, like, it's really good because you're getting you know, real-world experience. And you actually kind of you know, start seeing the differences between what you're learning in school and the real world, which you know, does differ quite a bit uh, sometimes. But then on top of that, you kind of get to you know, try something out you know, for real. So like you said, I started off going to the UC College of Nursing, which was kind of like a kind of working in the college, kind of doing media for college-related kind of things. It was more like kind of design work related. So I got to try that there. And then I went over to Procter & Gamble and I got to do like product simulation kind of stuff and you know figuring out like what a product's going to look like or trying to pitch it and things like that. So that was kind of like a very corporate kind of huge company, as you know. But, but then after that, I think I that was my first time coming to California and I worked at like a small design agency. And that was kind of like doing work for clients like Herman Miller and like Tillamook Cheese, I think. And it was kind of more like brand related work. And then after that, the last couple were all like kind of entertainment industry, like advertising for movies and and games and things like that. So, you know, across all those internships, I got 
this huge picture of like, you know, all these different places I could work and like what it's like. And, you know, so you got a good taste for, for the industries for each. And I see you start out as a design intern, then, you know, like first three were design internships. And then the next one was motion design. So you've done a little bit of everything. And this is, this is the way to do it. If you're going to go to college, you got to take advantage of internships. And I think that's, that's a smart thing you did. And another thing I'm, I'm very impressed with what you've been able to do is your Behance profile account. That's how I found you. You, you're kind of a big deal in Behance. You have uh, well over 244,000 project views with almost 5,000 followers. I mean, like 15,000 appreciations, which is like likes, I guess, for Behance. But my goodness, like, man, did that help you at all? Um, yeah, I think... <laughs> I don't really know, honestly, because I, I think it may have helped me get my job at Riot, I guess. Maybe. Because at the time, like, you know, before <laughs> that amount of views and stuff, I kind of just made this account and I kind of, you know, jumped on to a couple projects that I work with at my last company, which was Ignition, because my creative director kind of made one and was like, hey, we should all just, you know, jump onto this. And that definitely got it a kickstart because if you look at a lot of the views, most of it probably came from like the X-Men projects and like Disney and stuff like that. But the thing is, I really made that towards the end of my tenure at Ignition. And then I kind of, you know, applied for, you know, Riot Games and stuff after that. And then I got the job, you know, shortly after. So I don't really know if that like view count and stuff necessarily helped me because I kind of had my portfolio on a separate site, which I think I sent. And and then beyond that, I've just been working at Riot. Riot so. Yeah, but if you Google your name, it'd be easy to find your Behance account. And I saw that you even were featured by Adobe After Effects. It was including your profile. So yeah, this is it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I'm sure in the future, like it would definitely help, like for sure. Uh, I just don't know if it's helped me like at the moment, but but at the same time, it's definitely, you know, great for exposure. And like, I've, you know, connected to lots of different, different people and, you know, people, some people message me for like, questions and help. And I'm you know happy to just, you know, shoot them messages back. And like, it's great to be able to like, kind of give back to the community a little bit that way as well. So it's, yeah, it's definitely awesome. I just figured, you know, it's, it's a nice way to get my work out there. And also it's kind of like a lazy portfolio because I haven't updated my old one. And like, since I joined Riot. <laughs> so um, it's kind of a nice way to just be able to post, you know, whatever I'm working on and just kind of keep it up to date, which is totally awesome. And speaking of your work, it's beautiful. I mean, you do some really cool detailed stuff. I mean, you don't get 15,000 appreciations for no reason. <laughs> so it's <laughs> very, so. very impressive stuff. Now, share some of the best projects that you worked on. What's one, how about just one best project that you're so proud of? I I don't know. It's kind of hard. I guess like to pick one, I guess. Because um, yeah, I do lots of these like, you know, animated login screens. So I kind of do them steadily rather than working on like one gigantic project. So, you know, I like them a bunch of different ones for different reasons. But I think one of my favorites was maybe Ivern, which is like, he's like this, <laughs> this like kind of forest tree man. And he's kind of this like gentle caretaker of nature. And like his whole thing that made him unique was that he, he kind of didn't like kill like these monsters that are often killed in the jungle of our game. And instead he kind of like makes friends with them and then he like sets them free. And because of that, you kind of get this really like happy, gentle character, which, you know, is kind of, less common, I guess, in our game, because usually people are very, like, you know, edgy and, like, angry and, like, you know, badass and stuff like that more often than not. Um, So he was kind of this cool, like, gentle caretaker. So for the login screen, it was kind of fun because I had to animate him kind of taking care of this little flower and kind of trying to bring it back to life while all these cute puppies and wolves were kind of, like, watching and, you know, intently at him. (laughs) And there's little birds chirping on him and stuff like that. So it was kind of this kind of a fun departure, I guess, from a lot of other screens I do. Um, now, were you were you a fan of League of Legends before you start working at Riot? Yeah, I, yeah. So it's funny because like way back in 2009, or actually, if I rewind to back in like middle school, honestly, I used to play this game called Dota, which was what League of Legends was kind of based on, like genre wise. 
And yeah, I played that a ton through high school and stuff. And it was kind of this janky, like custom game inside of another game, which was called Warcraft 3. And, you know, sometime in college, like I think, I think it was sophomore year in like 2009, um, I found out that, you know, this company, Riot Games, was making this like actual game, like a standalone game that was, you know, called League of Legends. That was kind of like, you know, that Dota genre. And I was like, oh, you know, that's so sick. Like, you know, I can actually play this game. I can, you know, there's all these new mechanics and stuff. Um, and it's actually free to play. So I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm going to try that. So like back in 2009, I picked up the game and I played in like the open beta and stuff with my, my buddy, Tim. And uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was really fun. You could actually reconnect to the game, which was like amazing at the time. Because before in the old game, like Dota, you would just like someone would leave and the game would be ruined. So I was like, this is great. You know, this, this is really fun. So I actually started playing way back then for like a year. And I actually tried to apply to intern at Riot as well throughout my you know college career. Because like the developers of the game seemed really cool. And I was like, you know, it would be great to work at a game company. So I kept applying, but I actually never heard back all throughout college. So it's kind of funny that I ended up here, you know, many years later after, you know, trying to get in there since uh, 2009. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is pretty cool, man. What about, uh, what advice would you give to to someone just now getting out of college? If you had to go back in time, what would you do to, uh, I guess, get into the industry? Um, I think, oh, do you mean like kind of motion graphics stuff or like gaming yes. or? Well, motion graphics or gaming, I'll let you choose. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I guess it does go back to kind of the work experience thing of like being able to take some internships or, or, or do freelance work or something and really just doing real projects because I think companies really look for that and appreciate it because, you know, doing student projects is, is cool. And, you know, if you can make great ones, that's really awesome. But it also says something about yourself when you're working under deadlines and kind of working for clients and you're, you're seeing how you'll actually perform, you know? So like... I think, you know, the whole internship thing that we went over, that, that actually is super important if you can do that. But, but yeah, also freelancing is another great option. So if you can't find internships, like trying to, you know, find freelance work, we can get it or make, you know, some collaborative projects if you can. Um, and just kind of taking that initiative. I think that's Do yeah, you still uh, do freelance work? Uh, yeah, just here and there. Um, I mean, since working full time, it's kind of like I kind of spend most of my time just kind of <laughs> working on, you know, uh, ride projects and, and whatnot. So there's not as much time. But I mean, I have some friends who you know freelance a bunch and stuff too, and and some who actually moved into that world because they like kind of really like the variety of work. So um, that's actually kind of a cool thing too. Is if you freelance, you kind of can you know be your own boss and kind of work wherever you want, or take time off, or you know take the types of projects you want in in very different places. Whereas on the flip side, you know if you're working in house, you're kind of probably working on similar types of projects, similar tone and whatnot. So that's another cool thing is if you were able to try out both worlds, that's also a great thing to do. Now, it sounds like you tried everything, man. Another question I have for you is because I was looking through all your work and I mean, again, it's so beautiful. It's so perfect. It's so much, so much detail. I don't think I've ever interviewed anyone in the gaming industry. Now, have you ever thought about starting your own YouTube channel, doing tutorials, anything like that? It's actually really funny you say that because I didn't really think about starting my own one, but at Riot, we actually were like trying to see what we could do to kind of, you know, just get in the community more and like, help people out and stuff. And we actually started a Vimeo channel. So I guess I could plug that right now. Um, I think if you, you, I, you can probably just Google Riot Games like Vimeo channel. And I think you can probably find it that way. But, but yeah, we started the channel just recently. And like I actually made a tutorial on kind of how to go through the basic process of rigging up a character in After Effects, kind of like I, how I do in a lot of these screens and some of the tools that we use and some of the you know process. And it's kind of more of a technical tutorial, I guess. But if you're interested in that, you could you know head over there and check that out. And uh, hopefully we can you know, add to, add to that pile and like, you know, upload more tutorials because there, there's all kinds of random weird <laughs> techniques that we do over there. And I'll make sure to link that in our show notes. Now, another thing is, uh, 
you know, you are such a creative person. I mean, clearly creative. How do you deal with creative blocks? Do you have any tips, techniques for us that we can apply? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I guess before that, I would just like to say, like, I think that it might seem like, oh man, like there's all these crazy animations with all this detail and stuff. But honestly, like, you know, it's a super big team effort and a lot of like ways to get around creative blocks and things is just to really like go back to the source of things. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of this work is like, you know, login screens for these like champions. And what that means is like, you know, you have this new character uh, in the game and like, you know, they have this whole backstory, they have these lore, they have this personality. And even beyond that, like, you know, I don't paint this art, you know, obviously, because like I, I, I'm horrible at drawing and like, thankfully I get to work with like amazing illustrators who actually create like the scene itself and like where it is. So, um, that kind of like brings me back to kind of design thinking and just kind of approaching problem solving as problem solving, I guess, versus trying to just make things up randomly. Cause that really does like, you know, not only strengthen your work, but it also helps you work through problems. Cause like, you know, for instance, for, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, maybe I can think of a, a recent one that's helpful. Yeah. So I guess like there's like this character named Kaisa and she's like, this character who was kind of trapped into this void space. Uh, I'm trying to explain this, you know, to people who aren't really familiar with League, I guess. But um, when she gets trapped down there, she gets kind of gets corrupted and she's kind of like gets this power, but she ends up using it to kind of stop these crazy void creatures from like entering the real world and like messing with humanity. But meanwhile, she's kind of this, mo- like she's kind of seen as this monster sometimes. So she's kind of like in this deep, dark place, kind of like alone, like fighting off all these creatures. So like, you know, when, when approaching that animation, for instance, you know, I could probably have her do like a million different things, but what we kind of chose to do with her is kind of have her in this kind of frantic like pose where she's kind of like looking around every which way because she's completely surrounded and like glancing around and like ready to kind of fire in any direction. And kind of getting that idea comes from thinking about who the character is and like where they are and like, you know, what you want to get across. So like, I think when you're trying to, you know, work through something and you're stuck, like it helps to kind of think about why you're making what you're making and what can kind of like strengthen the goal of the piece itself. You know, I think going back to the core of that idea, like really helps work through problems, I guess, if that makes awesome. sense. <laughs> yes, yeah. it does. Now, share one online resource that you find very helpful. Sure. Um, I think something that was really cool was, I think it's called Motion Script by Dan Ebert. It's kind of this website that was probably made like forever ago, honestly, because it looks pretty old. <laughs> but it kind of actually goes through the basics of expressions and how expressions work in After Effects. And it's also like, you know, explained in a really clear way. And I know that, you know, before... But I mean, before coming to Riot, really, I actually didn't really have much experience with expressions. I just kind of did like a loop out, I think. <laughs> That's probably about it. But that completely changed how I work personally in After Effects and like opened up a whole new world of ways to work faster and more effectively. And, you know, that guide is actually like really awesome in terms of getting your feet wet in terms of like what you can do with expressions. Because you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, you know, you can att- attach different parameters to each other. So when, when something moves, you can make something else move a totally different way. It's almost like a digital color meter, like from the Mac OS, where you can kind of like sample, you know, pixel values and you can use that to drive other animations. So like, say if something is, you know, you have this like fire, you know, source in your scene that's kind of like raging. If it gets like really bright, maybe you can actually tie that to like, you know, a lighting layer somewhere else and use that as like a temperature monitor to make like the light go up in another part of your, you know, your scene. So there's all these like crazy cool things I never even knew were possible that you can do. And yeah, that Dan Everett guy is like this really awesome guy in the community who made tons of really good scripts that you can check out and learn how to script for yourself. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, I've definitely, learned, definitely heard of the guy. And we just recently came out with an expressions course. Sergey put together like a six-hour course, which I'm curious oh, cool. to, to have your take on it. I'll send you a login for it. I'm curious to see what you think of it. And I would love to hear your feedback. Now, yeah. what are you most excited about today? Um, Today, uh, I guess I'm always excited about stuff in gaming, I guess, because things are just shooting forward really fast but i guess in terms of like the visual world and graphics world i think it's really cool that um 
I, I feel like companies more and more now are kind of making their tools like available, even like you know trials or free versions for people who just want to like learn. Because I know back in the day, you know, we totally it was like you know pirating stuff, uh, right. just to kind of like learn, you know, like at home and that kind of stuff. We so it's like. It. Yeah, I know. It's a kind of like the thing everyone's like, shh, but you know, we all did it, you know, when we're learning. But um, but now it's cool because people are making their tools available to just, to, you know, to do that in a legit way. You know, even if there's watermarks and whatnot, you know, you can still download like you know all these different tools like you know Adobe stuff or or uh, especially 3D programs and also game engines. I think are really doing that really well, which is awesome. So I think just having that you know wide array of tools that people can can try and explore is really great, especially for people who are starting out. You know, they can kind of just poke their head into different places and see what they like. You know, definitely, it's a, it's an exciting time to be alive for sure, man. I love <laughs> that everything's affordable. You can you can try it out before you buy it. I mean, it's, they're taking away that fear from from sales. You know, they're making it yeah. so simple to where you really try it out before you you know you can buy it. Now, how can people get in touch with you? I think I guess Behance is probably a good way to do that because you can send people messages there. So if you want to send me a message on Behance. Feel free to do that. I have a email address as well, which is on my my portfolio. I think so. You can shoot me an email if you'd like. Yeah, or you can follow me on Vimeo or Behance if you want to see what I'm up to. Um, but I think that's the best way to contact me. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Well, listen. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. It's great. See you then. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Senkath Yayathi. All the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at ukramedia.com/slash twenty four. Don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukramedia.com slash community. We have well over 2,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you trying to grow. And it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you. And I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Ukramedia podcast. Bye-bye.